You're fine. You're fine. I did this fancy thing where I color coded my notes this time. Oh, nice. But, and I made Amy and Josh this odd, like brown poop shade color. Because <laughs> that's how I feel about that's it. That's amazing. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm recording. I okay. Then I'll stop saying things cool. that are off the record. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. Hey guys, welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea, and this is Sally. And that's me. That's that over there. That's Sally, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one in the corner. And today we are going to talk about we killed Yamamoto. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. This, it's the second to last episode in season three. And yes, I there's there's so much to talk about. We need to sing so we can <laughs> like, a lot. start talking. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, oh, duh. Oh. Duh. We're ready? We're yeah. Ready. Duh. Duh. Now I'm definitely in the zone. That was great. Yeah, we're fired yeah. up. We've this. There's. Oh, yeah. I have. I need to find words because I have so many <laughs> words for this episode. I am so conflicted. I bet you are. But, um, yeah. Let's. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Let's do the TikTok and then we'll do some okay. housekeeping business. Uh, TikTok. Gosh, do you want to take it? What, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so we're sort of trying to figure out what to do about the Abdul Sharif situation. There are meetings in the Situation Room. There's a lot going on. There's just them trying to figure out how to handle it, what they can and cannot do. So that's a big part of it. <sighs> then there's Amy and Josh. And... <laughs> Sally's like eating gravel. <laughs> I, oh, I, and... <laughs> Amy, Josh is like talking to the senator. They're trying to get this uh, this welfare bill passed, and the deal they have to make involves marriage incentives, which really upsets Amy. And yep. so she tries to make get them not to get the bill to pass, and it's just kill this the bill. whole thing. And I just I will get there, and I'll have plenty <laughs> of feelings about it. Also, CJ and Simon are hanging out a little bit more, getting a little bit. Friendly, a little, yeah. Hey, hey, uh, they shoot some guns and yeah, so that's fun. Sam is also sort of trying to get his mojo back, trying to sure. get up off the dirt, so to speak. Uh, so that's happening. He's sort of playing around with some ideas and other things like that. And Donna goes to North Dakota for the, a minute, North Dakota, and that's really yeah. the most most of that it. That was great. Um, well done. Thanks. I think it's <laughs> probably welcome. the color coded notes that are helping. I think it might. I will admit, I did watch these last two episodes of season three with the subtitles on because I knew that there was so much going on, especially with the Sharif storyline, that I needed. Right. I needed to see it. So yeah, I don't like and it. It was helpful. It was definitely helpful. I definitely don't like it as much, though. Like, I don't find it as relaxing because I really only read it. I don't watch. So okay. I think when we get it to just season takes four. It time to get used to. Yeah. You'll switch it back off. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I did, I did want to answer the question of the week from uh, the last uh, week, which was, would you rather go skiing with Sam or scuba diving with Toby? 
It's not like a teen bot magazine. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, really. <laughs> obviously, Sam won. He won by a landslide. In fact, two to yeah. one. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know if it's just the picture that I posted of him in a little ski outfit or if people just don't like I Toby think it's as much probably, as I probably, it could have a lot to do with just the activity in general. I mean, just the idea of skiing is more appealing to me. Like if you had said skiing with Toby or skiing with Sam, we might have gotten different responses. Yeah, we had too many variables. Yeah, yeah, too many variables. So we, we needed a we needed a control group. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody uh, who was it? Uh, Casey on Instagram said she'd pick skiing just because she has an irrational fear of the ocean, and me too. Except I don't really think it's irrational. I think it's a wild, wild place. So. Yeah, I don't think that's irrational at all. And there's plenty of stuff to be afraid of in the ocean. Thank you. See, it's not weird, Casey. We're all on the same team. I wouldn't go scuba diving with Toby, (laughs) but I would, like, wait for him on the beach. And other people said, hey, what about Josh? They would do pretty much anything with Josh over those two, so. Yeah, we were just doing a one-two kind of thing. Yeah, a one-two punch. Okay, (laughs) so uh, where where would you like to begin? Because there is ever so much. Do you want to start with Amy? Let's start with Amy and Josh. Let's just start. Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't, I mean, I don't have any, I don't, there's nothing for me to say that's going to be, you know, mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say. Oh, Sally's going to be quiet. What do you think about it? Let's, (laughs) what do I think about it as like an Amy sort of sympathizer? Just, well, first of all, I posted on Instagram today, the, the moment that I think we're all familiar with. Well, first of all, there's the stew. She takes Josh's cell phone and she drops it in the stew. First of all, if that yeah. were an iPhone, that'd be like $600. I mean, granted, yeah. it was probably like a Motorola flip phone and probably like 40 bucks <laughs> or something, but still. It's the principle. It is so the principle of the thing. Then he finds a landline, which is funny, and she cuts it with the scissors. Now, granted, comedically and as like, someone who wants entertaining television it's an excellent scene i love the whole scene it's it's wonderful as a person who is in the world of the west wing of course amy gardner (laughs) what the heck girl like you are so i don't even have the words i just put hashtag amy gardner props because i think that's i thought it was so childish which is odd because i don't think that she is childish there are many things i would call her well she's strategic and childish is not one of them she's strategic she's strategic but like really does she think that extra five minutes i mean he's just gonna go or not even five 20 minutes maybe that he's gonna go back to the office or go back to a phone is gonna make that big of a difference it just doesn't and so i just thought i mean i get i totally or maybe I don't totally get fine. I'll accept that like it's entertaining television. She cuts the cord. She does whatever. It's just reckless. It's it's a pointless waste of money. I <laughs> I just don't. Not to mention, it's just like what kills me about this whole storyline. So it's easier to just talk about the storyline as a whole. Is that at the end she when like Josh confronts her outside of her building. Not confronts her. He goes to meet her outside the building. Mm-hmm. And and. And Josh says something about, like, there's something about the people who are against us. I'm the one who has to meet with them or something like that. I can't remember. It's some sort of threat. I should have written it down. <laughs> anyway, I wrote down that Amy then says, you just threatened me, honey. What happened? Um, what do you think happened? Yeah. And, like, what are you – how – she, like, has these invisible lines in her head of what's okay to manipulate and what isn't. And, like, when it crosses her line, it's a problem. Yeah. But if it doesn't cross her line, it's not a problem. Well, the thing is – And 
she, that's frustrating. The thing is that she, and I, I mean, I understand it, but like she's so one, she has a one track mind. And Josh's mm-hmm. role is like he has this bigger picture, and he makes a great point that they have to get Bartlett reelected it, it, because right, it, putting Richie in the White House is definitely not going to further the female agenda and everything that Amy wants. And like for some reason, right. like you think that she would understand that, like yes, I think because like I said, there are a lot of things you could call her, but dumb isn't one of them either. And like I was thinking that in there in the middle scene when she throws the phone in the stew. Um, when she, she's going on about, like, you can't really believe, she's, like, listing all the reasons these things won't work. Like, she's listing all the reasons the marriage incentives are no good and blah, blah, blah. And put a, for pause on that, is that, like, I understand that that is sort of just Sorkin's device to preach to the audience. Mm-hmm. So, but her listing those things, I'm thinking she knows that Josh already knows this. Like, she's arguing with Josh about something that Josh is really on the same side of. But Josh is thinking, big picture, this is what has to get done. Right. And, like, we have to concede these things. Like, yeah, obviously, in an ideal world, blah, blah, blah. But we have to do this thing to get to this thing. Yeah. It's it's frustrating that she's not seeing big picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, always – it's always a compromise. They never get exactly the bill that they want, and they always have to trade and – you know, take five yeah. steps forward and three steps back. Like, that's just <clears throat> what happens. Yep. But. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it's frustrating that she's, like, not getting that. Even though we know she would get that. Like, she's a smart woman. Yeah. You know? So. But uh, it's. I don't know. I also was kind of like, Josh, did you really, like, did you have to tell her those details? You know? Like, when he comes yeah. back, like, from the office and he had this meeting with the guy. Which, caveat to that. He goes in on a Sunday to meet with this dude, and it's, like, the shortest meeting ever. Josh doesn't even yeah. make it to his office. Five minutes, And the, and the yeah. meeting's already over. I mean, if I came right. in on a Sunday for a meeting and it, he didn't even get to his office, I would just right. be so mad. I, I think it speaks to Josh's sort of, and it's not, maybe naive is not the word I'm looking for, but, like, I feel like Josh sort of views their relationship as, like, a safe zone. Like, when he was telling her about the meeting... I feel like he genuinely in his head was just sort of like telling his girlfriend about his day. Oh, yeah, of course. And then, and then, and he's not thinking, oh, she's going to turn around and do this or this or this. Or maybe he is. Maybe he knows what's going to happen. But I think, I think he does sort of have a blind spot to her. Yeah, And I think that's why, that's why when she, and I was talking about how she has lines in her head and they can't be crossed. I think that's why he's just like. I feel like he's baffled. He's like, are we fighting each other or are we not fighting each other? Like, why is this thing okay and this thing isn't? Like, it just, I don't know. Yeah, they have to have, they're fighting on, they're fighting on ideological and political lines. But then they also have to figure that out relationally. And she's like, you know, well, in the next episode, I think, she says, you know, we have to be able to talk about this. And it's like, well... (laughs) How do you guys really envision... Oh, no, she says it, she says it in this episode. She, yeah, she says, we ought to be able to talk about this at the end. And he but, just says, yeah, and walks away. Oh, right, 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 right. After, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just feel yeah. like, uh, how how have they not realized that they are not playing for the same team yet? You know, like, know. she yeah. has one agenda, and it's not always... But they... Like, right, but they are... But that's Josh's problem, is that they are playing. Because he's like... Right. We... We agree, like... We're both Democrats. It's like being combative for no reason. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, man. I don't know. Uh, that, this is the, this is the whole... about it. Yeah. This is the whole She's, argument about <laughs> lobbyists and their... Yeah, just how convoluted I it just... Be. 
I mean, everyone already knows my feelings, and I'm clearly watching the show in an in an unbiased and balanced way because <laughs> my note she my note is we ought to be able to talk about this, and my note immediately after that is no, no, you shouldn't. This is weird. You're manipulative, and I hate you. Bye. <laughs> so I'm clearly like on a totally different level of maturity and understanding with this Amy <laughs> I, I can't Gardner even aspire character. to that level of maturity. It's yeah. just, like, way too high. You're welcome, listeners. Um, I know this is the A-plus game you're signing up <laughs> Well, so uh, the moral of the story is feel free to use the hashtag Amy Gardner probs because we all have them. And <laughs> Some people commented and were just like, Amy Gardner is my Amy Gardner prob. I know. I love it. Um, <gasps> we can pivot from Josh because Josh has other things. I mean, we will talk about other people, of course course but uh when he gets he gets real like Bartlett reams josh on everything bad he's ever done ever it was so painful to watch you know what i'm talking about so painful yep oh (laughs) it was so bad i just wrote poor josh because it it really it was just and it felt so out of the blue i was sort of like wait i thought we were focusing on sam yes sam had this like what I think Josh was even sort of like, oh, uh, okay, I didn't realize. The first statement he says is, um, he says, why is it for every good thing you do around here, we've got to deal with three screw-ups? Yeah, I mean, that is severe. That's huge. Yeah. That's really severe because that is basically, I mean, that's saying you're not doing a good job. You're doing a bad job. Right, and it just came out of (laughs) nowhere. what the bad things you're doing far outweigh the good things. Yeah, it really did come out of nowhere, even from... Like, in the conversation, but also just in a storyline way. Like, we haven't been having that much tension with Josh lately. Right. And I feel like, I mean, obviously, was it President Bartlett just being emotional because of Sharif? Right? Do you think I it's think just an so. overreaction? I, because I that was a, so. That was so severe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a big deal That's that they the would lose the bill. That's the only thing I can think, but... but... Gosh, and then Leo comes in. Leo comes in to defend Josh, which I loved. He's like, "Hey, just so you yeah, know, I loved that. <laughs> back, you know, right?" Down he did boy. it in sort of like a, "Hey, yeah, exactly," and like, a, "All right, Jed, you're being a little crazy." Not that he would ever call him Jed, but oh. or he does once. But anyway, golly, and, and so we can just talk about the whole Bartlett storyline, the whole yeah. Sharif storyline, because that's the next biggie. Now that we've gotten the unpleasantries out of the way <laughs> the unpleasantries i, I love, that. love everything about this storyline can i i just want to say you that. love assassinations think, that's a little weird i it's a little weird bro no i just i love the the moral conflict i think it's such an interesting storyline in it the is. in how what position it puts our characters in yeah the moral absolutes that that yeah. president bartlett struggles with right i think it was i think it's it was a good choice. I think it brings out a lot of things in uh, President Bartlett. I think it brings out a lot of things in Leo. And then and all I just us. think it pays off well. It, br- it brings up good things in all of us as we try to wade through this murky <laughs> Well, maybe not. I didn't, I didn't say good things. Did I say good things? I mean, it <laughs> brings out interesting things in them. I love Fitz Wallace. I just, I, everything he yes. does. I think he's the bomb. I think he's so I, good. I, no, I ch- no pun intended. I chose him uh, as my MVP. That did you? I did. Look, you chose an MVP ahead of time. I did. I do that when it like really strikes me. First of all, I I have to play this audio clip because when okay. Fitz is sitting in the situation room just with Leo after everybody's cleared out, they have this like really funny exchange right before they start talking about you know whether it's peacetime or wartime. Have you changed shampoo? You have. I can tell because your hair seems 
bouncy and more manageable. I like to look good for you. And I just thought it was so rand. It was completely random and hilarious, I thought. But, I mean, yeah, I think Fitz is just a pro. He doesn't... He can't come out and say outright, like, hey, let's assassinate the dude, right? But yeah. he obviously starts talking about Yamamoto and, and you know, wartime mm -hmm. and peacetime. And he just angles it the right way. He couches it the right way to yep. Leo. And it's just so nuanced. And, just, I mean, obviously it's so well written and, but also right. well delivered. So Fitz is definitely the MVP right. for me for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have no you have no thoughts i well i was just sort of thinking sorry i was just <laughs> well i was trying in my head to think to go through what everybody else is doing in the episode and that took a lot longer than i thought it would <laughs> um i think it's great i think Fitz is i think how it almost I, I think that whole scene like you said i mean you already hit the nail on the head i think it's so nuanced and i think I, I love that it was just the two of them in the situation room. I love I love everything about it. I loved everything about so much of this episode. And and I loved everything about that storyline. I'm really not making any sense except I'm just gushing about it. <laughs> but this episode and the next, there were just there were a lot of inter interesting choices like filming-wise and angle-wise in the next episode, not to jump ahead, but there's a lot of, like, silhouettes and mm -hmm. just just such interesting angles of watching people's facial expressions. And and it starts in this episode, and I just think, I just think it's so great. I think watching them make that decision, because here's the thing. It's not like, well, I was going to say, it's not like anybody just wants to go out and kill someone. But, like, they've reached this conclusion after a very long and, thought out they've seen the facts process, they've seen evidence that he's right you know uh, could, and i think fits what's interesting is that fits sort of plays to leo what leo has to play to right. the president later right in that like this is this hard of course it's not the right thing but it's it's what we have to do like this is what has to be done the guy and was I know trying it's to not blow what you want to hear Gate. but he was trying to blow up the golden gate bridge yeah yeah, yeah. you know like, there's right so there's a lot, and there's plenty to debate about it. I mean, I just I think President Bartlett's. We'll we'll all get in that, into that next episode. But it just was interesting that Fitzwallis, like I said, he comes at Leo with a specific attitude, and then Leo sort of has his time to process it, and then comes to to the president and is sort of that same figure. Yeah, I think I think it's great. I love when Fitz says the line about "You're talking to me about international laws. The laws of nature don't even apply here." Yeah. I love that line. Gosh, I, um, I love I just the opening. Love it. Can you tell when it's wartime and peacetime? Have you changed your shampoo? Yeah, that was the that's the clip I'm playing. It's the <laughs> shampoo one. Um, but I yeah, thought I like all of it. The the opening, the first time we're in the Situation Room at the top of the episode, mm -hmm. Bartlett's like short. It's not even a monologue, but but Bartlett's um, lines His there. Speech. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was so yeah so good. He's mm -hmm. you know he's saying that this guy's compromised. I don't know how many agents throughout the world, and we're saying he's done it in the clothing of an ally. This isn't a cave dweller. Yeah. This is Capone. You haven't got it. Mm -hmm. Which yeah was chilling to me in the best way. Oh yeah. But also surprising Agreed. to me because in that moment I kind of thought. You know, he looked at the evidence, and he'd be like, okay, let's go blow him off the face of the earth with the fury of God's own thunder. But he was like, nope, right. try harder. But 
Which I really loved for the other reason that, like, we don't see Bartlett be that confident about military stuff that often. And to see him stand up and say, you haven't got it. Because normally he just, like, listens to what they say and he's like, all right, yeah, let's do it. You know, like, he just trusts them. And so to hear him stand up and be like, no, this isn't it. I need more, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I thought, that was, I thought it was great for that Well, I think too. he's just dragging his feet because he really doesn't want to... Not that he doesn't want to deal with it. I don't think he's procrastinating. But it, I just... It just raised the stakes. I think he's just being extra cautious. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a big deal. It's a lot to uh, to come out and accuse someone of. Right, but I mean, they're sure that it is true. But you know, right. But later, later in the Situation Room, when President Bartlett is there before they have the Leo and Fitz scene, when he's there, uh-huh. Bartlett's kind of at a loss for words. Like it's it's really weird. He's not definitive. Um, if you go back and watch it, he's just kind of, like, stumbling, and he's like, yeah, I guess, well, maybe we'll cancel Sharif's trip, and I don't know, it just struck me that he's not often that, like, uh, well, he's not often as fumbling as, as we are, so. Yeah. Uh, obviously the stakes are very, yeah. very high, but it, I mean, and they even said that they would put heroin on Sharif's plane if it means he'll be tried in a U.S. court, so that's the first sign that they'll do something illegal to get rid of him. Yeah. Uh, also, I totally missed this storyline, but, because I was thinking about, I was going through Bartlett's storyline, and he goes to visit the graveyard. So, he goes to visit the graveyard, so that sort of starts the storyline of looking for a new secretary. Oh, that's right. Yes. Charlie helps with. Oh, golly. I mean, Aaron Sorkin just pulling out the surprise emotional attack on the heartstrings. Just, you're just (laughs) watching it. Everything's already emotional. And then he throws the grave of Mrs. Landingham in there. Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. Well, I really like that he did that because I, again, I mean, it's the same thing about how they sometimes randomly talk about Josh's, Josh getting shot. Because I like that they. You like when they heart back. and, And they threw it in there to set up this. Um, Debbie Fitterer storyline, but it's nice to acknowledge, you know, he says, I can't believe it's been a year. It's nice to acknowledge. So, like, yeah, hey, this is a thing that still happened in the past. Yeah. So. Indeed. I don't know. What did you, uh, kind of pivoting to the other senior staff, what did you think about them deciding to cancel their visit to the Wars of the Roses? Now, obviously, they end up going, I, but I, the fact that they all kind of agreed seemed like a really I big thought, overreaction yeah. to me. I thought it was way overreacted, and I I was so interested. They're so not the team that's like, yeah, let's back down. I thought their very first reaction would be to figure out a way that either he wouldn't go or a way to, like, spin it for themselves. I I just – because they even say, like, not going is, like, being chicken, and they're like, well, I'd rather be chicken than da-da-da, and I'm just like, who are you guys? Roasted. (laughs) Yeah, so I just – it felt very – I don't know. Yeah. yeah like, their I tail was between their legs. It was, it was just legs. odd. Yeah. It felt yeah. Like maybe, it was weird. Maybe just kind of a reaction from the the opposition ad, or that from Sam. Maybe that's just them yeah. trying to, you know, to keep their heads down. But also in that scene. Maybe so. Also in that scene, uh, CJ says, you know, she was disappointed because she wanted to go <laughs> see it. And then she turns to Josh and she said, I think you should come to my house and perform it for me. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like fake slash real question mark flirting to mess with your coworkers. <laughs> oh, I didn't take it as flirting. I just took it as like a, I don't know. Oh come on, the I way she's your fault. The way she said it, it was. But I think it's the way where you like fake flirt with people when you're like clearly there's nothing real happening with you. 
and it's just funny. <laughs> Maybe I just do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else. Does I don't that. know. Okay. Um, one line. There's one line in the. Um, when, oh, it's when they intercept that phone call and they've translated the phone call. They're, President Bartlett and Leo are talking about it at the graveyard mm-hmm. and President Bartlett is reading it and he says, he says something like the enemy escaped or something like that. And then he says, um, or the enemy thinks he's safe, but there will be other moments. And Leo goes, meaning times, places, or opportunities. And I was like, did you really need to explain to the president what a moment is? Like, it was just so, like, out of place in the dialogue. Yeah. He said, there will be other moments, meaning times, places, or opportunities. And then I was like, okay. It just felt so... I don't know. Glad, glad we cleared that one up. Yeah, um, really. Gosh, that's... Oh, yeah, it was kind of funny. That's funny. Um, also, yeah. can we <laughs> mention... Random. Uh, speaking of random, that when they're trying to cheer up Sam, that Charlie shows up to do magic for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was so great. Oh, my God. It was really great. I really wish I, I could think, have seen but, it. So, speaking, we'll just talk about the Sam storyline, that so many things I liked about it, and the first one being Leo. Leo says, like, oh, you should give him an encouraging word. Yeah. Leo tells Toby he should give Sam an encouraging word, which was so nice. It's so thoughtful of Leo to, like, think of that. Yeah. And Toby says, uh, no, I like him when he's mad. I I want him to be mad. And he says, is there anyone you'd rather have as a blood enemy less than Sam Seaborn? And I was like, "Mm, I could I could, like, probably think of a few people, like, <laughs> Sally. Abdul Sharif, maybe? Yeah. Like, I, there are plenty of people I would have okay, that's true. as a blood enemy. But I get his point, and it's it's kind of fun. And then um, Leo, with my favorite thing, is was talking about how, you know, he really messed up, but I liked how he did it. Full full speed, bam, like there's a Sam Seaborn-shaped <laughs> hole in the wall. <laughs> That's the best. So they kind of like that he's fired up. Sam, Toby even asks him later. Are you still he just mad? Just flat out ask Sam, are you still mad? Yeah. I loved it. It's great. I loved, I, I agree. Lot, I loved yeah. the way that they spoke about Sam when he wasn't there. And I loved that Toby was being strategic about it. He's like, no, I want, mm-hmm. I want mad Sam. And I love that they appreciate mad Sam. Yeah. You know, because they, yeah. they could have easily, it was a huge fumble. It was a huge hit. They could have very easily have been mad themselves, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're all on the same team, so I liked yep. that a lot, even though we didn't get to see Charlie's magic trick. Yep. What a bummer. We should about CJ. CJ and Simon? Yeah. Yeah. They're so cute. Oh, my gosh. So much happened in this episode. So yeah, much. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, there was a lot of color coding in my notes here. Um, <laughs> Were there emojis? No, no emojis. Okay. I love when she says, uh, so Agent Donovan offers to, I never know what to call characters, but anyway, Simon Donovan offers for CJ to use his gym, gym. and she <laughs> says, is it a good gym? Yes, it's a good, we run alongside moving cars. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, that was really great. I liked when she thought he said, do you want to have gin tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She said it's so mad. This is just going to be us regurgitating lines, but I liked when CJ said, I guess if someone's coming for you, they probably don't have a bullseye on them. And he said, they do if I'm guarding you. Ooh. And I was like, oh. Yeah, geez. man. And he says, don't point this gun at, don't, don't come close to pointing it at me. And she immediately, like, swings it towards him. Can I? That was funny. Can I that just, whole scene. She's, that. The whole scene. Ahead, sorry. Well, the whole scene. That's what I was going to say. Like, I'm not even sure 
I just feel like Alice and Janney's comedic chops just shine in this scene. Yeah. So much. And it's so great. Shined so much. Mm -hmm. Her flying back from the gun. Like, just every bit of it was perfect. It was so great. I mean, she does have so many different storylines. I just feel like she doesn't always get to be as funny as she is as, as an actress. So I like when we get scenes like this where she can just kind of flourish. But Right. I agree. Uh, like where she says, you know, about the, uh, the brand of the gun. She's like, that, I've heard of that brand. That's a good brand. You know, <laughs> like she doesn't know anything. Um, but also I'm surprised that they let her walk in the open air at all at that moment. Like yeah. when he's walking her yeah. home, even with him there. Yeah. Is that safe? Really? Yeah. I know. I totally agree. I couldn't agree more. We'll talk about it even more in the next episode because I have a lot of thoughts there. But they almost kiss but in this yes. one. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Hmm. It is because, and it's just, she, because she's so, like, she almost kisses him, and he's like, he can't do it, and then she thinks he's just making, he's just saying that, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. It gets really complicated. It's sad, it's rough. Poor yeah. girl. I mean, everybody, no, not everybody else has had some sort of love interest, and, you know, there's Danny, but that hasn't even really progressed well, yeah, to there's Danny. anything. So, oh, yeah, this episode... they love each other. Well, whatever. Um, this episode <laughs> leads into the next one, and there's there's so much overlap, really. Um, yeah. Well, there's two two SAT words, I would say, that I wanted to point out. One yeah. is the Iditarod, which is oh. how Donna is thinks that she's going to... Well, how Josh says Donna will have to get to Bismarck. Which is by is that an SAT word? Sled dog. I think it's not that common. That's one. Uh, You're telling me okay. you knew what an Iditarod was? Yeah. Okay. The Iditarod? Yeah. Not everybody knows that. It's a huge that. dog race. Okay. Not everybody knows that. I just felt it was worth mentioning. Okay. But the other one is uh, right. erudite, which you know it's a good word, not often used in common language. Depending That's on, true. Depending oh, on yes, that one I'll give you. That one is having or showing great knowledge or learning, or AKA. The only reason scholarly. I knew that is because I've seen those movies. Mm, there's some movie I can't think of it. Divergent. Those movies they have erudite things in them. Anyway. So you guys can use that in your at your next cocktail party and sound really smart, much smarter than yeah. we do. Just bring up the Iditarod. <laughs> yeah, bring up the Iditarod and people will think you are erudite. So, you're welcome. See, we don't just talk about Josh. Get off my back. <laughs> okay, well. Alright, so your MVP was fit. Yep. I don't know if I have one still. I don't. Mm, I'm not going to pick Sam again. Um, I'm gonna pick Fitz too, but no, I'm not. I can't do it. I I'm gonna why no not? Vote. I can't pick anybody. Okay, I just didn't think anyone won the episode. What about what about you know? CJ? I mean, what about like Allison Jane? Like she didn't win it. Okay, that's fine. I don't know. That's okay. I'm gonna no vote. I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna pull my exercise. Sally's voting this. for anybody but Amy. <laughs> for yeah. This it, oh, Sally's Amy voting is the for the least stew. valuable player Maybe. ever. But honestly, though, is this the one? Yeah, I know we've already talked about Amy, but seriously, she is just crazy in that opening scene. Like day drunk. What are you doing? You're crazy. That's what I was thinking. I said, I said she looks like she's drunk. Like she seems drunk. Is she supposed to be drunk? It's the middle of the day, she's like right? Not coherent. I don't know. It's strange. No. 
Yeah. Yeah, Van Morrison, that song is forever going to be tainted by this. My MVP is everybody except Amy. Although she did so. she did give us a notable quotable. The whole, all women count on you, Josh. We find you godlike. <laughs> yeah, but she was being sarcastic, and I disagree. Well, that's true. I find him godlike. <laughs> In the best way. This is actually an insult. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, bye, Amy. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, uh, buckle up, guys. We got one more episode in season three, and then we're pressing on into season four. I'm fine. Yeah, we're, we're just going to whimper and cry through the whole next episode like we did last season and the season before. But if you have thoughts or feelings, please send them to us so we know that we're not alone in our glass cases yeah. of emotion we're at the west wing podcast at gmail.com we're also on facebook instagram and twitter at winging it pod and yeah. oh man all the feels all the feels yeah. yep too many all right okay bye guys bye